This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall comes out swinging on Monday at a press conference that he called for regarding state executions. Marshall made it clear that the state will be continuing with executions and that there is no moratorium in place, despite whatever Governor Ivey has called for. Over the last few weeks, I've seen some pronouncements that somehow or another, we have a so-called moratorium on executions in Alabama. And I will tell you that that characterization came as a great surprise to me because there's only two parties involved in setting an execution in Alabama. That's me as Attorney General and our Alabama Supreme Court. Whether before or after that execution, the governor is given the authority to either commute or reprieve a sentence. We each have our individual lawful responsibilities, and I intend to carry out mine. To that end, I trust that Governor Ivey and her team will take all steps necessary to allow the orders of the Alabama Supreme Court to be carried out and justice to be obtained for families throughout Alabama. Marshall also made it clear that a recent failure to successfully execute one of the death row inmates due to lack of time and inability to find a vein for the lethal injection was nothing short of a failure to provide justice for the victim's family. It's been a great deal of media coverage, both local and national, about what happened in Kenny Smith's execution chamber. Much of that coverage has seemingly been openly sympathetic to Smith and his cause, even with some going so far as to advocate for the abolishment of the death penalty. And on what basis exactly? Because a cold-blooded convicted killer complains about the prodding and poking of a small IV line. Really? Prodding and poking with a needle? Let's consider the awful irony of Smith's complaints. He is the monster convicted of the murder of a woman who was stabbed 10 times with a six inch survival knife. And then she was beaten and bludgeoned to the point that her face was unrecognizable to her family and to her friends. Elizabeth, a God-fearing woman and mother suffered eight stab wounds to her chest, one to each side of her neck, and her face was smashed with a fireplace poker. And yet some want to complain that the use of a small IV needle somehow or another violates the Constitution. The district attorney from Montgomery County has filed a motion to drop charges of sexual abuse against Perry Hooper Jr., The woman who first launched those accusations has since gone public to ask that the charges be dropped. The deputy district attorney, Azzy Taylor, wrote in the court filing that the victim's unwillingness to cooperate and the lack of evidence compels the state to nullify the process. The charges against Hooper came out this past November following an incident that happened back in August at a restaurant with Elizabeth Daly. Daly then came out recently with a public statement saying that she and Hooper resolved the issue together and do not want to cause more turmoil with a trial. Pell City is about to get some more jobs as automotive supplier Iceman Automotive announces plans to expand. The project will cost $3.4 million in new equipment and will create 79 new jobs. 
Iceman Automotive specializes in car interior parts for companies like Mercedes-Benz, Audi, Jeep, Tesla, Porsche, and Volkswagen. The company is established in 13 locations throughout the U.S. An Alabama man falls off of a cruise ship over the Thanksgiving holiday and has survived to tell about it. James Grimes says he treaded water in the Gulf of Mexico for 20 hours before he was rescued. Grimes also says that he found a bamboo stick floating in the water and used it first to gnaw on it as some form of nutrition, and then he used it to fight back a creature that Grimes assumes was a shark. The man then saw the lights of a tanker and started swimming towards it. He was spotted by the U.S. Coast Guard and rescued. The 28-year-old is from Lafayette, Alabama. In Enterprise, the fifth annual Whoville celebration was a huge success. And even though there was a Grinch present at this event for pictures, it did not result in Christmas being stolen. The event planners say that about 20,000 people turned out to take part in the Dr. Seuss Christmas story, and many were dressed like members of Whoville. There were also 190 vendors who took part. At the end of the day, the group held hands and sang around the Bull Weevil Monument. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the U.S. Secret Service is reporting that about $20 million in COVID relief benefits that were intended for Americans has been stolen by Chinese government-sponsored hackers. Roy Dotson is the fraud recovery coordinator within the Secret Service. He spoke with NBC News recently and identified the hacking group as APT41, based out of Chengdu, China. The group also goes by the name Wicked Panda. Dotson says these hackers are notable players in numerous investigations that are underway in the Secret Service when it comes to COVID-19 relief funds being hijacked and stolen. The Secret Service has identified 2,000 accounts and over 40,000 financial transactions with APT41. The Secret Service has also recovered about half of the $20 million that was stolen. Well, there were oral arguments before the U.S. Supreme Court this past Monday, and the case coming out of Colorado is very similar to the Masterpiece Cake situation that also came out of that state, where the owner refused to bake a cake for a gay wedding. The Supreme Court determined back then that Baker Jack Phillips could do so as part of religious freedom under the First Amendment. Now a website designer, Lori Smith, is refusing to design same-sex-themed websites due to her religious convictions. Here is a sample of the oral arguments that were held between Justice Neil Gorsuch and Colorado's Solicitor General Eric Olson. Gorsuch created a hypothetical situation where a freelance reporter writes religious press releases but refuses to do so for a specific belief system that he disagrees with. The content uh, of what you sell, you just can't what you say. who you sell to, okay. right? And so you could say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on these things, and, uh, but I need to sell that to everyone, even if the person who wants to buy it is a member of a religious faith that I disagree with. That, so that's I, will, fine. I will write a press release for many faiths and many belief systems, that are cons- but they have to be consistent with mine, and I won't do it if, if it offends my religious faith. Good to go. So long as you sell that to everybody. Yes. Okay. All right. What's different about this case? Because, I'll just finish the question. I'm already ready to answer it. But we have an individual who says she will sell and does sell to everyone. All manner of websites. But she won't sell a website that requires her to express a view about marriage that she finds offensive to her religious beliefs. 
What's the difference between the two cases I'm struggling to understand? The difference is, and again, looking at the specific relief the company seeks. For, is, put aside the specific relief the company seeks because it's up to courts to fashion relief. Yeah. So that's, that's not going to persuade so, me. Work on something that might. I, I still, I'm, I'm looking for the distinction between the two cases. One you say is okay, the other one not okay. Have you heard about the Twitter files that CEO Elon Musk has now released to the public? The Twitter files involve communications between former Twitter employees and members of the federal government as they both work together to censor stories like the Hunter Biden laptop right before the 2020 presidential election. The New York Post was the first media outlet to come out with the Hunter Biden laptop story and then get banned from Twitter for doing so. Here is New York Post political analyst John Levin on Fox News about this latest revelation coming from Musk. I think we really need to see what the FBI was doing with Twitter. We need to see what emails were going to Yoel Roth. We need to see what Twitter was saying back to them. Uh, we also need to see what uh, the FBI and the intelligence agencies were sending to Facebook and to Google and to see whether the suppression of this information was more widespread. Attorney Michael Avenetti received further prison sentencing of 14 years for tax evasion and stealing money from his clients. The sentencing happened in Orange County, California this past Monday. 51-year-old Avenetti was also ordered to pay $8 million in restitution after he was convicted of taking settlement money from his clients and not letting them know that they had won the settlement. One of his clients is a paraplegic on disability. Avenetti then took the money and went on to buy a private jet. Avenetti is already serving a prison sentence in the state of New York for trying to extort money from Nike and for stealing from his client and porn star Stormy Daniels. Apparently, Dr. Anthony Fauci did not retire a moment too soon from the White House coronavirus because he seems to be undergoing major memory loss at his age. The transcript from a deposition of Fauci reveals that he could not remember answers to the questions that were posed to him 174 times. Fauci was being deposed by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt about the collusion between big tech and big government to silence any dissenting voices over the origins of COVID-19, the vaccine, lockdowns, and masks. That transcripts of all the times that Fauci said he couldn't recall has now been released and made known to the public. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.